You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Coach Barry Sanderson, it's time to take you inside the locker room. Presented by Dr. Pepper on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Hey, good morning. Welcome into a Tuesday edition of Inside the Locker Room. A little rain rolling. Uh, this afternoon, so take that rain jacket uh, with you this morning as you head into school or into work. 205-342-9904 is the phone number if you want to get in on the show uh, with us this morning. Twitter at Locker Room 109 at Barry Sanderson at Wimp Sanderson 1. Email for the show is Wimp and Barry at Yahoo.com. Download this Tide 100.9 app to the smartphone. You can take us with you any where you go. We got Aiden Dollins behind spinning the records this morning, answering the phone calls, getting the guest on and off, playing the music, picking the song. So if you like the music, give Dad and I credit. If you don't like it, blame Aiden uh, for the music this morning. Yellowwood Pressure Treated Pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, you don't want it. Go to yellowwood.com. When you build that five, Star and we love five stars around here. We need some guys to start playing like five stars. Then you want to use pressure treated pine. If it doesn't have a yellow tag on it, you don't want it. Last night, Dad, the last regular season game for the Emeralds. Uh, that is Max, five and six year old coach pitch team. We were down 12 2. Jenny said, No way we could win this thing. We come back the next inning, put seven on his 12-9. Uh, we end up uh, winning the game 18-17 to last night in a walk-off. Uh, so the mamas and the daddies and the kiddos are going nuts, uh, and we did not get home to almost 9 o'clock last night. So that is good parenting on my part to uh, get a six-year-old in the bed late last night, but with a victory on his belt. Good morning, Dad. How are you this morning? Uh, I'm doing okay. Congratulations, um, uh, the parents of the team that lost <laughs> after being ahead of the ones that we're concerned with. Uh, they are all bitter, and they are fussing at the coach. He didn't play them right, I'm sure. Uh, that's, the way people, that's the way the Little League, everything else is. So, um, Anyway, last night, does. Zappy, if you want, I'm going to tell you something, Barry and fans. If you want to see a press conference, brother, you get you turn the press conference up to Bill Belichick. He takes no he takes no prisoners from. He don't say anything. He, you look at him. Uh, for he uh, Zappy came in and played for Mac, who wasn't playing great. Couldn't get anything going. Uh, the Bears win 33 to 14 because they turned the ball over. Patriots turned the ball over a lot. Zappy's okay. Is this uh, is he going to be your quarterback? Uh, we just finished the game. Is he going to be your quarterback? We just finished the game. Um, what are we going to do about next year? Uh, why didn't you put him? Why, why did you put not put him back in? Score was too big. What did help him? I'm telling you right now. He he. he you like that? Right. You like? Yeah, him? I do. Because those turds ask questions. They're like this cotton picking jerk on uh, on game day with with Reese Davis now. Pat this McAvee. Not, this this guy ought to be he ought to be kicked off everything. He's got he's got no sense. He all he is is about himself. 
and try to try to take over the show. Didn't know crap. He stands up. He looks like I don't want you to put an earring in ever ever. Oh, he's terrible. I can't stand him. So well, anyway, uh, anyway, don't, don't that, hold back. Don't worry, I won't. Uh, Kirby Smart made a good comment yesterday. He said he need we need the Georgia Florida game changed. He said all they can do is leave tickets at the gate for the prospects that they cannot show them around, they cannot visit with them, they cannot suck. They are the national champions, the University of Georgia. And they are uh, uh, cannot even take a, a prospect and visit with him and, and uh, have a uh, – they can't host him. They can't do anything. He thinks it needs to be changed. Uh, he, he always enjoyed playing at the at, – at on that in that game when he was playing, but it's, it's time to get that thing moved, and I agree with him completely. So we'll see what happens in that particular case. Um, Jim Nance is going to give this uh, NCAA basketball tournament his last one. Mm. Uh, uh, so I'm not going to do it anymore. He's going he's going to the NFL and and and, and golf. Give that up, Ian Eagle. Uh, who did the Brooklyn games, who I'm not really that familiar with, Barry, you may be, uh, is going to do the games. Um, I don't know if he's good, bad, or none of the above. I'm not quite sure, but uh, that, that that's who's going to do it. Jim Nash is leaving. Um, Kirby, uh, something else. Uh, I guess that's that's about it. He's, he, he just, he just uh, Belichick just had a fit. In a, in a nice fit, in a way that uh, get, get this question over with and and get on get on the way, which I thought was probably the best way to do it. Uh, Mac Mac had a tough year, a tough game yesterday, last night, getting things going to start with. Uh, Zappy a couple of times, Zappy's guys who who went after the football called it a long pass, and he got them back in the game a little bit. They got fourteen points, but uh, I think they're in a. I don't think I caught controversial quarterback or not but uh, uh these guys to handle it so um that, that's all i got uh and i'm so tired of while you're on the rant i'm so tired of people's opinion about what nick Saban should have done with jermaine burton oh, who so cares tired. what joe gates if you're listening stop writing articles i'm mad at our own station about did pat mcavee uh, says that Nick Saban didn't do the right thing. Who cares what Pat McAvee, Barrett Salee, Paul Feinbaum, uh, all these guys, uh, on down, Joe Gaither, uh, our station, who cares if we think that Coach Saban did the right thing and not criticize him? Get out. Mind your own business. Well, we're supposed to have the second half. We're supposed to have. I don't know if we got it or not. We're supposed to have the – Press conference thing yesterday. There's no press, press conference. conference. They don't have. No, press. well, yeah. they finished. It yeah. wasn't a press conference. It was a. It was a speech to the Birmingham Quarterback Club, and Joe told me he'd, he'd have it for me because I didn't get a guess because he thought he was going to have it. So, but my point is, we don't it. care. These guys. Well, what these guys do is, any chance that they can go against somebody, especially a guy like Nick Saban, if he makes a decision, it, they, they do it to get. Articles and who cares? With nobody cares whether you think that he did the right thing oh, or not. Bob nobody Bob cares. Absolute joke. People call him like he knows something. He's the biggest joke in America. Pat McAfee joke. Barrett Salee joke. And the article that Joe Rick Gaither wrote. I love Joe Gaither joke. Stop talking about it. It's over. 
It happened. I mean, you don't know what he did behind the scenes. If so, if he set him out the first half, what, what did that really do? Uh, I'm tired of that. Uh, so anyway, uh, Texas A&M. Uh, yeah, all that, three linemen. Yeah, three. But they also have suspended uh, a few freshmen, three or four freshmen there. They've, they've suspended those guys as well. So the thing is spiraling out of control down there. Well, when you when you sign these guys, you give them More all money. this money. Yeah, uh, you better know how to deal with them. And when that's one thing Nick Saban can do, he can handle the high level, the five star guys. He knows how to handle them. Evidently, Jimbo Fisher doesn't. Quest, comments well, on that? Yeah, you sit there with with these guys who things are not going good for them personally. And things are not going good for your team. You got the money in there. You're wallowing around, not trying to play. I mean, not used to, not used to the work anyway, and so uh, he ends up spending. And that is, and that is a very difficult thing. Uh, it's not very difficult. It's just, it's just you got to, you got to make your program the way it should be, discipline-wise. And I think that, I think you handle it in-house the best you can. So it's a different situation at A&M versus the situation that at Alabama. And coach handled it the way he wanted to handle it, so it's fine. Yeah, and back to the Burton thing. Everybody, and we do it here at the station as well, McAvee, they all do it. They go against Nick Saban or whoever to get clicks. It's all about clickbait. They don't really believe the crap that they have to say. They just want people uh, to click about it. And then I'm also mad that at my neighborhood. My neighborhood, uh, Aiden, it's a nice neighborhood. People, they got a a group that bought some land up front. I mean, they had pumpkins out there selling them, and people are complaining about them selling pumpkins. Like, people, do you not have more better things to do? Now they're talking about having some tents up there, Aiden, and selling some Christmas trees and pumpkins, and there's people on our stupid, stupid Facebook page in the neighborhood complaining, it's going to be a cluster, there's going to be more traffic. Like, People, that's why. Get over yourself. Yeah, that sounds crazy. fun. Yeah, get over yourself. Uh, okay, you might have to wait three seconds pulling the neighborhood because somebody's uh, putting a Christmas tree in their car for Christmas. People just, what is it about people now that they just love to complain and be negative about stuff? Like, and I know I'm kind of a negative guy. Well, they're all, like, they're all, a lot of them, a lot of them are uh, old. Uh, you know, it's the one thing I don't, I, I try not to, I try to watch myself with stuff like that. I don't, you know, that this, they just are, they just come in there and they, everything is not perfect as they turn into the, to the neighborhood and they want, they want to complain about crap. Yeah, but we want to have some restaurants up there. They're going, they're actually getting ready to build a, uh, a doggy, uh, what do they call it? It's a dog, a VIP resort, or a dog can go up there and hang out. It's and, a dog bar is what it is. Yeah, like and they can go out, and they they can spend the bar. night. They got a little place, spa there for them, and then they're going to have some rest. People, that's what that land was for. Now they're going to build stuff up there. People say, oh, traffic's going to be bad. Man, shut up. Quit being so negative. Go move somewhere else if you don't like it. Dad, uh, also... Going off the show yesterday, uh, this on a positive note, uh, I said you wouldn't catch me. You know what your record was last week on your picks? Bad. No. 10 and 0. Yeah. Pops, pops, pops. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, have I, have, am I, I think I'm probably leading. No, you're not leading. But Ladies and gentlemen, 
10 and 0. Ladies and gentlemen, the week before that, 8 and 2. Ladies and gentlemen, the, the blue plate would have by text me that I was a moron. Thank you. Yeah, so in the last two out. weeks, Aiden, he is 18 and 2. You know what that got him? He's still behind me <laughs> by two games. <laughs> 18 and 2, and he is still losing to me. I ended up going 7 and 3. Well, I had a couple of bad nights. And Joe sent it to me and said, uh, Coach went 10 and 0. I said, Excuse me? And he said, Yeah, he went 10. And I said, Well, what did I go? He said, 7 and 3. You're tied for first, and Coach is two games behind. I said, All right, now I'll start taking my picks a little more serious. So I'm going to have to well, go. I'm the leader? No, you're, you're still looking at my honey. Oh. The scene doesn't change unless you're the lead dog, Aiden. You remember that. Uh, and I'll let y'all know how it looks. I hear it's going to rain today. Uh, yeah, well, Aiden, yeah, you, I, I Aiden, Aiden, you find, you find that press that conference at the uh, quarterback club. That's what we yeah, had. Yeah, find that press conference at the quarterback club, Aiden. And we got Kevin Skarbinski at the bottom of the hour. If you got something you want to complain about, 205-342-9904. I'm tired of people complaining about Burton. Uh, Dad likes Mac Jones. He likes that uh, – Press conference that Bill Belichick has, which I think he's kind of boring. And well, uh, it is boring. That's what's so good about it. It's boring. It's, it's unusual. And I'm mad at my neighborhood. You listen to Todd. What, oh, in two minute truck. I'm not mad at those guys. Those guys are absolutely outstanding. Nobody in my neighborhood speaks to anybody, so it's okay. Yeah. Well, you can't get in your neighborhood. You got to go through nine guards to get in there. Uh, guard me. Two, how much do y'all pay those guards? Not too much. Uh, two minute truck. <laughs> Movers who care, 1330 Martin Road East. That's where you go pick up your boxes, your packing supplies, whatever you need to make this a smooth move. It's local, out of town, out of state. Let the professionals handle it. Give them a call today for the free estimate, 205-247-5050. Two men in a truck. Movers who care. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks, traffic pretty quiet this morning. Now, we did have a medical emergency in the Lynx. This is off 69 at Mimosa Park Road. Everything down there now quiet. If you see conditions, give me a call. If it's time for a new vehicle, it's time for you to visit towns of Nissan. They're your hometown dealer. Go see them. You'll save thousands. I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good Tuesday morning. Walker County schools will close at noon today. That's due to the threat of severe weather this afternoon. A slight risk for damaging winds 60 miles per hour. Quarter-sized hail and a possible tornado or two has been issued by the Storm Prediction Center for all of West Alabama. That's between noon and about 5 or 6 p.m. today. A wind advisory will go into effect at 1 p.m. That will last until 9 tonight. Click TuscaloosaThread.com for more local news, sports, and weather coverage. It's free. Don Hartley. Tuscaloosa Media Tuscaloosa. This week, Julio Jones Kia Mazda kicks off Halloween weekend with a classic car show and trunk or treating for the kids this Saturday. The car show before coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking. Fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the internet, look at Yellowwood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's Yellowwood. 
Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Becoming windy at times later today. Increasingly cloudy showers and thunderstorms are likely this afternoon and this evening. Some of the storms could be severe. The high today, 79. Colder late tonight with a low at 50. Tomorrow clearing with a high at 68. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 67 degrees in Tuscaloosa. The best place for your high school football coverage is right here on Tide 100.9. And online on Tide100.9.com. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. Yellowwood pressure treated pine from Great Southern. If you want it to last and you want to build it to last, go to yellowwood.com. Find that dealer closest to you. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then you don't want it. And Steve Sarkeesian, I'm sure he's sick of people complaining yep. too. They lost to uh, Oklahoma State. Uh, you I Texas are playing you. Yeah, he was uh, probably upset about the game. You know, he's a competitor, so he took it on up the ramp after he shook hands. And I'm sure he got in trouble because he didn't stay out in the field. The, the players followed him, and they didn't sing the whatever, the eyes of Texas. So he's a, taken half his press conference to apologize about that, said the players just took his lead, and it won't happen again. That's part of the problem. Yeah. What's wrong with Texas? Quit whining about that the guy didn't stay out there. To, why don't you say, you know what, this guy well, really we're cares. We're paying you a lot of money, and we want you to stay out there. We're paying you a lot of money at A&M, so we want you to, you know, you got the, you paid the players a lot. It's all money. You paid the players all this money, and now they're, you know, they're suspended or hurt or whatever. It's, it's something all the cotton picking. But why don't you look money. at it and say this guy honestly really cares about winning and losing, and he was upset that we lost. Because and, they want to be negative. And so he didn't sing the alma mater. Who cares if they sang the alma mater? The people that were there were mad anyway in the stands. They won't get to the car. They didn't stay. To, people just like to complain, I think. Uh, I'm tired of people oh, complaining. Oh, it's annoying. It's annoying, Aiden. So did you tell Joe that we don't want any more of those articles? All right, Dad. Um the talk about Brian Harson has died. Uh, it's just kind of dead out at sea. So I guess maybe he's going to survive the season. We tried to all predict that they were going to let him go the bye week. Well, well they didn't. Do you give them any hope? They're a four-point underdog. They've had a week off. Their quarterback can do some good things. He just can't do it on a consistent basis. Do you give them any shot to knock off the Razorbacks on Saturday? Well, I, I mean, I think they've got – you know, a shot. I don't think. I think. I think it'll come up short. Personally, in the game, I think. Uh, I just think. You know, going out to BYU the way uh, got behind a little bit. Uh, Arkansas did and came back, and played pretty good. And I know BYU is not the BYU of, of yesteryear. BYU is, is certainly not. I don't know why you go out there to start with, but they did, and they won. And they they they're not having you know a, a great year. Um, so. You know they go to state and lose, and so they they're they're up. You know they're okay, but they're not going to be. They're going to be towards the bottom of the league, not at the very bottom. Auburn will be at the bottom. I I would say that that uh, you know mentally these teams are getting two weeks of uh, we ain't going to be around. So I don't know if they can get them to play or not. I know I know the recruiting is suffering. 
don't hear anything you know much about that so i would i would say it would be very to answer your question very very difficult game for auburn to win it uh i i just i just think it is i, I just but i'm just not sure if they're ready to play mentally you know everybody's all over brian harson and arkansas they're sitting here one and three as yeah. well Ark in in texas a&m could be oh and four if the Arkansas field goal didn't hit the upright, they'll be 0 and 4 in the SEC, uh, Jimbo. Uh, so I just had a guy text and said, You're talking about being positive. You hadn't said one positive thing the whole show. Yeah, you're right. Uh, but I'm just trying to get my point across. Uh, yeah, don't let the facts get in front of a good story. All right, Florida, Georgia. Uh, Dad, uh, Florida's 4 and 3. They're also 1 and 3. Everybody was singing this guy's praises down in Florida. Now, maybe now people are saying, well, maybe it was worse than we thought down there. The people that really want him to do well. I think he's going to be fine. Okay. I, I think, yeah, I think he's going to be fine. I think he's going to do a good job recruiting. I think he's, he's a very, very good football coach. He hasn't left with a lot of pe- as many people as Florida's used to, uh, and they did lose a home game, certainly to Kentucky and 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 uh, somebody else. But uh, I, I think in in the future as they go and as they recruit, uh, that they're probably well well organized recruiting wise. They got probably I think a good recruiting staff. And Florida is the place that kind of you know it, it entices you to go there because of the weather. If you're away from from the Florida and you're up north a little bit, a lot of players in South Florida, a lot of schools down there coming down there, a lot of schools in South Florida. So uh, it'll be a, no reason that South Florida can't have a good football team, but they they don't. So I would say the University of Florida is uh, going to be very competitive against Georgia. I don't think they'll beat Georgia, but I think they'll be competitive against them and play hard against them and, and get beat. Uh, we we all knew that the, that the uh, Boo Birds would, would come out this year at Florida, and I'm not I'm not a great Florida fan. I, don't, I think the fans are awful, but uh, um, I think that's where it stands right now. All right, then the uh, two o'clock game. Uh, I'm sorry, three o'clock game. Missouri three and four, pretty good defense. They're also one and yeah. three in the SEC. They take on South Carolina and Max. Yes, they threw a little name out there, Shane Beamer to Auburn. Uh, I don't no. know if that's going to happen, but that wouldn't uh, happen. <laughs> it wouldn't happen. I don't uh, think so. I uh, think Shane Beamer is, if he feels like he's got it going a little bit there, uh, probably going to get a raise the way they did at Tennessee because that things have moved around. He's beating some people. Uh, beating a couple of people that uh, a couple of no names, and um, if he is fortunate enough to beat a Missouri, which he you know he'll be a favorite in this game because Missouri's plays hard and they're hard, they're well coached too. The, the SEC is kind of balanced itself where there's you know from from all of them uh, from number one all the way down. Everybody in the West has lost. Uh, everybody in the East has lost, but uh, Tennessee and Georgia, I believe, is right. And so we you know you've got seven teams in the West. You're in, you're in week number eight, and everybody's dropped a game. So it's it's quite different. I think Alabama loses uh, to a to an LSU, which would be the only team I think it can beat them. Uh, could beat them if they don't play well. It is you know going to be out of the, out of the running for Atlanta. So we'll see what happens. Yes. When you pick number one. Whatever you do is wrong. You never have, you know, if you pick three or four, you can get your guys to play harder because they're trying to get to the B number one. If you're in if you're pick number one, you're just trying to hold on. 
with your guys because you can't go any further than that. So, you know, you're better, you're better off being down the line to start with and move up. Huh? All right. Then uh, the other game, probably the most exciting game, Kentucky at Tennessee. Now, yeah, soccer line did go and take advantage of Kentucky's quarterback being out. I think he'll be back. The line's 12 and a half. Uh, sounds like a trap line there to me. It looks like everybody says, oh, Tennessee will blow them out, and they might. Uh, your thoughts about Kentucky, uh, who's 5-2, and 2-2 two, two and two in the SEC, taking on 7-0, and 3-0 oh, and oh, Tennessee. Would, could Tennessee be peaking ahead? I, think it, I, think, I don't think there's any doubt about it. I've studied the thing, and I really like it. I haven't decided what I'm going to do. But uh, I think it's a little bit of a trap game, too. Those games where you just think, and, and I've, I've gone down through there with this blue plate thing, where you just think you've got a winner for whatever reason, the people in it and uh, in Vegas know more than I do. Uh, they they just do. So um, um, I think it is a little bit of a trap game. I, 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 I really like the game. I've studied some other games, and there there are not a whole lot of games out there that you feel real comfortable with. Uh, I hate to go against against Auburn again, uh, but four points is not you know not over. That's Arizona can I mean Arizona Arkansas can certainly um, beat that line. There's, there's not any any doubt about it. So it's it's going to be. And Missouri plays hard. Uh, they play hard. The guy's done, with whatever he's got. He's done a pretty good job. He's got, but you know, he's he's hanging in every game. He's not winning many. Uh, good win against Vanderbilt. Although people don't, you know, everybody's supposed to beat Vanderbilt. Um, Franklin, Franklin, who is at Penn State. When I mentioned Vanderbilt, came into Vanderbilt, folks, and and the recruiting on the recruiting part of it did a little bit like Nick Saban. He came in at Vanderbilt and he recruited his fanny off, and he got players. The transfer portal wasn't even there then. He got players and he got out of there. But he came in with an attitude, a little bit like Nick Saban does. Recruiting is the key. Now they have they have people have problems liking him. He's gone to Penn State. He hadn't done bad. They had a big stink in the tunnel uh, with the University of Michigan the other day where. Something happened there. I didn't get a chance to read it all, and uh, they blame Franklin for it. Uh, so, um, I, but I think uh, I think he's done okay. I don't know him at all, but I, I think he's I think he came into Vanderbilt. I'm not saying coaching as well as Nick Saban. I think he came in recruiting as well and got in and got out of there. Yeah, and last game, Ole Miss, uh, Texas a and We'll see. Both coaches really need this game. Uh, Kiffin does. He wants to stay relevant uh, in the West, and uh, Jimbo Fisher needs it to get the people off his back. All right, they're going, yeah, they're all going to the transfer portal, son. It's just transfer portal to death. And so you can't build a program. You know, basketball, I hush, but basketball is every uh, every year you got to be okay. It's the year by you can't build a program in basketball much anymore. And football's getting the same way. Yeah, they say LSU's whole defensive backfield's all transfers in there. Starting to jail now and play better. So give Brian Kelly uh, credit for that. All right, tell me about Bob Prince and Prince Glover and Hayes. We'll get to Kevin. Prince Glover and Hayes, attorneys, outstanding attorneys who know the law, know the changes in the law. have been in, in business for a long time, located very easily to you at 345-1234-205 area code. If you're having a problem, uh, you want some, some advice on something, 
uh, need to try to decide what you need to do if people are coming after you or you want to go after somebody uh, with a lawsuit. Uh, then call Prince Glover and Hayes. They'll do a great job for you. They're smart guys. They're guys who will represent you in the right way, and they're people that know exactly what they're doing. And last but not least, they're successful. 345-1234-205, code Prince Glover and Hayes. PrinceLaw.net is the website, and if they don't win, you don't pay. You listen to Tide 100.9, you the home of album sports. No representation is made that the quality of services performed is greater than the quality of services performed by other lawyers. This is a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 sports update. I'm Kim Rankin with your Tide Sports Update. The Alabama Crimson Tide football team remains at number six in this week's AP poll. The Alabama versus LSU kickoff time has been announced. The Alabama women's soccer team won the regular season SEC championship after its 2 to nothing victory against Florida on Sunday night. This has been a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 sports update. Win it again! For more info on these stories and more, download the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks. Traffic picking up around town. Minor congestion on US 43 at McFarland and Lur Lane in Northport. University Boulevard slow at Alabama 216. Now, if you see other conditions, just give me a call. If it's time for a new vehicle, it's time for you to visit Townsend Nissan. They're your hometown dealer. Go see them. You'll save thousands. I'm Captain Ray. It's the Tuscaloosa Community Calendar, powered by Pepsi. The Literacy Council of West Alabama serves nine counties by getting books into the hands of children and adults. 100.9. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. Pressure Street at Pine from Great Southern. If you go to yellowwood.com, you can find uh, information about all their products that they have there. Also, there's a gallery there that will give you some tips on how to build the five-star backyard. When you do, you want to use Yellowwood. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then believe me, you don't want it. All right, go to uh, the Yellowwood Hotline. There's always one of my favorite segments of the week. He's the Director of Communication with the Coach Safely Program, writes for uh, the Birmingham Lead and AL.com, Kevin Skarbinski. Good morning, Kevin. How are you? I'm good, fellas. How are you? We're good. Um, Kevin, I don't know what analytics all these SEC coaches are looking at uh, about going for it on fourth down. Uh, now, all the times like they all go for it on fourth down. I thought Mike Leach hurt his team uh you know they were down there several times could have gotten some points what it does it energizes alabama you never scored against them anyway uh just your thoughts on lane kiffin always goes forward uh against the lsu tennessee game that uh coach went forward a lot on fourth down and put his team in jeopardy there what are these guys seeing that i'm not about going forward on fourth down you know I don't know exactly what their analytics are telling them or if they're making this, the decision purely based on analytics. And, and if they are, I think that's a mistake. I think, yes, you have to have some statistical basis that tells you you're more likely to score if you do this, you're more likely to win if you do that. But there also has to be a feel to it. 
you know, <laughs> these guys are all very experienced. Uh, they've all been in many, many different situations like that. And some of it is gut feel. You know, are, uh, is your offensive line creating holes? Can, you know, can you can you get the push you need to get a yard? Or if it's, but it's not just a yard. I mean, we're not talking about just fourth and one. You, your teams are going for a fourth and three, fourth and five, fourth and longer. Uh, the, the closer they are to the other teams and to their end zone, and it's just sometimes it just it makes you scratch your head beforehand. You know, I know coaches tend to think that they they only get criticized when they make a decision that goes wrong, but a lot of times, you know, I, I can you can almost hear the collective uh, jaws dropping as a team lines up to go for it on fourth and five at the thirty yard line, and against a against a good defense and that they haven't had a lot of success against. So, uh, yes, and I do think there are times that it does hurt your team because just getting on the scoreboard, particularly if you're Mississippi State against Alabama, and you've had almost no success in two games under Mike Leach uh, against the Crimson Tide defense, put some points on the board early. Give, give your team some confidence that you can at least get on the scoreboard. And I thought, yes, I, I like you in that situation, I thought, I thought Lee hurt his team. I thought Lane Kiffin did the same thing last year in Tuscaloosa. Yeah, that. Oh, I, I uh, I'm going to go a different direction. I don't know. Kevin probably not going to agree with this, but it's okay. Um, guy that guy that's on game day is an absolute freaking joke. <laughs> uh, this clown, this clown gets on there with, with his hair pulled up, his earrings on, goes crazy uh, about Nick Saban. And what happened? We don't know what what happened on the field. We don't know what was said on the field. Uh, the the in, the ability to handle his team is in house. Um, I, I guess it's okay to, to to rant and rave, and as you know, some of these other writers and people on the radio have just rant and raved. And but but if it's in house, it's in house, and you know you don't know what was said, what happened. It, it's uh. uh it gives people that uh, like uh, you know who I can't stand uh, an opportunity to bust somebody. All that's all they do, because when things go quiet, that that's what they do. Uh, I don't know if you can comment on that or not. I don't even know if it's a good question. He's talking about Pat McAfee, yeah, Kevin. Yeah, He's not a Pat yeah, McAfee. I, I really, I thought you were talking about Kirk Herbstreit. I'm joking. I'm joking. I just did I don't know. I knew you that, but I didn't <laughs> no, want to listen, no, no, I don't, course, know yeah, I, I don't know that I'm asking a good question, but it's my feelings anyways. You already knew that, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. No, no, and I do have I do have some different thoughts on that, uh, and. and and I don't think that Nick Saban gave a very good explanation for his decision. I will say that. Uh, I do disagree with his decision. Uh, I, well, first of all, it's one thing to say, you know, we handle that in-house. That was not an in-house incident. That was something that was seen. In, it happened in public, on the field, after the game. There was video. It wasn't a great video. Uh, we don't have all the we those of us offering commentary don't have all the facts in in drawing a conclusion, but it seems pretty clear that he put his hands on that female student. Now you can and we don't know what what she said. I don't care what she said. I don't care what vile if she said something vile to him. We don't know that. No one has said that. 
But that still does not excuse him putting his hands on her. If he were scared, as Nick Saban said, and when Nick Saban said, I don't know how many of you have been in this situation, I've been in those situations. I've been on the field in Knoxville, in fact, when people stormed the field. I've been in Auburn when they've done it. I've been in different places when they've done it. It's a, it is a scary feeling, I have to say. Even if no one has the intent to do harm, it's a scary feeling. But Jermaine Burton was not that far from the tunnel, and if he were scared, he did not have his helmet on. Uh, that should be something I think that you should tell your players for those. And, and Alabama experiences this more than anyone, so you would think they would have a, a good plan for that that situation. Tell your players, put your helmets on. First of all, if people are going to throw things as you come off the field, you have your helmet on. If people are going to approach you, you have your helmet on. But unless someone physically, physically attempts to harm you, you don't put your hands on anyone. You put your helmet on, you keep your head down, you go straight to the locker room. And that's not what happened in that case. And, and, the, and the question of violence against women is important in this society. So to say it's in-house, to say we're going to handle it our way, and then I thought uh, I, I think is, is the wrong approach. And then to say that, well, we're getting him counseling. Oh, you're suggesting by not discipline, not, not suspending him, that he didn't do anything worthy of that kind of discipline. But you are saying that you're getting him counseling, so you're suggesting his behavior needs improvement. And what is the most important tool you as a coach have to change a player's behavior? It is playing time. I rest my case. Do you not think that uh, Nick Saban has good uh, control over his players? I didn't say that. I think he does. No, no, no. No, no. I didn't say that, Wimp. No, no, no. No, I didn't. (laughs) I did not say that. And I think he has a good track record uh, on on discipline. That doesn't mean he's right 100% of the time. Just like he has a good track record in winning football games, doesn't mean he makes the right decision in every case. So the story should be written, and, and the people should should write based on what they what they think, not on what happened, not what they think. And, and sometimes, and sometimes, Wimp, and I will agree that sometimes uh, it is in a player's best interest for uh, off the field incidents that people don't see to be uh, to be handled in house without discussion. I think this one differs for, for the reasons I said. It was it was caught on tape. It was in public. Um, that's a serious issue. And and I don't think hiding behind we're just going to handle it in house. And I know. And, and what I also thought was uh, was disingenuous uh, when Nick said, "Well, we know things you don't." Basically, saying we know things you don't know, but we're not going to tell you what those things are. Well, what, how would you have handled it? Well, I, again. Based on what I know, and I'm, I, I'm acknowledging, I don't know what happened on the field. I know what I saw. How would I have handled it? I think for a lot of reasons, uh, it, the smart thing to do would have been to sit him for one game, the next game, not not you know not the non-conference game in November, but the next game, and and then to come out and clearly say. And, and, and again, Nick Saban, I thought, was soft on this. You know, he talked about respecting everyone regardless of the situation. I, thought, I think you could make a stronger statement as a coach. We do not condone violence. And I, I know people are going to say violence against women. He didn't punch her. I, you, can, you can debate how hard he put his hands on her. But I think you could make a statement, not saying that this was that. 
But in general, we don't condone uh, putting her, we don't condone uh, uh, hitting a woman, hurting a woman, putting hands on a woman, however you want to phrase it. He could have made a stronger statement uh, against what is an issue in society because he has a bully pulpit and people listen to everything he says. He's earned that. And for the most part, he's spot on. But he's he, but nobody is perfect, including Nick Saban. Yeah, I just if you if he's done half a game, people say, oh, he's only going to give him half a game for putting this. Whatever he did, people are going to be negative about it. It just is. It is what it is. Some I mean, people, in some ways, some people, Barry, not yeah, all people. Yeah, not all people. I think in some ways he probably, and this is me guessing, it's my opinion, probably, and I don't know that he did or didn't, so I shouldn't say this. I, I'm sure he probably didn't tell his team they were going to lose heading to the game. But he probably felt a little bit guilty not addressing with his team, if he didn't do this, that, hey, if we lose on the road, you know, people are coming on the field. we got to handle ourselves in a first-class manner. we got to just get off the field, protect yourself, and just get straight to the line. He probably felt some guilt about – I bet they've addressed it now. Uh, in, in the future – when we lose, they're coming on the field. We don't lose very much, so when it happens, we can't put ourselves in these situations, even out of frustration, like, you know, in a much lighter – Steve Sarkeesian, when the game was over, he's frustrated. He heads straight to the locker room. His players follow him. They don't do the fight song. He gets killed about that. You know, in frustration, the heat of the moment, how things like that happen. I think now it gave him a time to give them a teaching point there of how to handle that situation when it happens again, uh, your comments on that. Yeah, I, and I like what you said. You're not going to tell your team the week of a game, "Hey, in case we lose." Yeah, you, you're oh, not going to put that. You're not. You're not going to put that. Nor should you put that kernel of thought in their head. Uh-oh. No, but but in the off, you know, that's an off season thing. That's a preseason thing. You know, to and again, nobody has more experience with this than than Alabama, the program. Now these players. You know, they haven't lost. That's that's their first, I, I think, uh, that would be their first road loss, this bunch, unless any of them were, were there. I, I don't know how many of them were there at Auburn in 2019. But, uh, you know, 2020, they didn't lose a game. Last year, they lost a home game. So, but but that's something. Yeah, And, and again, look, this is what make part of what makes Nick Saban the best at what he does is they cover, they seem to cover everything. They seem to address everything as much as possible in advance to avoid negative situations. And so I, I, I would be surprised, and that would be an interesting question to ask Nick, do, do you in the off season, or have you ever, and will you going forward, and as you said, he probably has already this week, but um, have you ever addressed that? And what is your plan? What do you tell your players about how to handle end-of-game situations when you lose on the road and you know those fans are coming to the field? We How got do you players, that? Yeah, we got we got fans. I mean, I, I can't. I mean, the LSU win over Ole Miss was no big deal. It was a win. Crap, they came on the field and poured on the field on that game. Yeah, I did. I got just, text to me got, now. Yeah, what? I know. It's, it's out of hand. Let's let's be honest, guys. It's out of hand. The video wasn't. No, I don't even want to beat this anymore. But did do you really? I mean, the guy said it looked like to me he touched her touched her hair. Uh, did it really show him smacking her? I didn't see that. Uh, I mean, it, I saw it, li- it is that's what's inconclusive. But he, what what's not inconclusive is he he reached out to her head. Okay, he had no reason to do that. And like I said, 
She's going by him. She didn't stop and look in his direction. Maybe she said something. We don't know that. I know people have said, what if she spit on him? In either case, he is a football player in full gear. She is a, uh, probably guessing, I guess she is a student has been identified. She's a student, a female student. She, she poses no physical threat to you. If you are feeling, uh, if you're feeling uncomfortable in that situation, and I, and I totally acknowledge, because I have been there, it's an uncomfortable situation, get off the field, put your helmet on, get off the field. And we wouldn't be having this discussion. Well, she probably, you know, she could have dog cussed him or. Yeah, we don't. Yeah. Still, still no excuse. Words, no, you don't. There's no reason to reach out to her if that's what, if that, if that indeed happened. Okay. Okay. Uh, All right. Uh, next question. Uh, Georgia's going to play your favorite team in Florida. And, uh, <laughs> and so, My favorite team is actually the Philadelphia Phillies, Wimp. I'm very excited about the World yeah, Series, by the way. I'm not. The World Series put me to sleep, and I kept up with it. But anyway. Uh, they're they're the national champions. Uh, Georgia is. They're not able. Only thing they're able to do is to leave tickets at the window. Um, the Jacksonville the Jacksonville has done everything they could to to not everything they could. Uh, not that's a bad statement. But they tried to sweeten the pot by giving Georgia and Florida more money because the because Jacksonville the city of Jacksonville gets a pile of money off of that game. Uh Kirby wants it moved uh to a home and home basis. Uh for recruiting purposes. For recruiting purposes number one. And that's on and and I I can understand that. The the national champion can't can't even shake hands and visit with a prospect against the, one of the biggest games of the year, if not the biggest. Um Give my comments on that if you wish. No, I I, I agree one hundred percent. It should be on campus. I think it, it just like in many ways, like the Iron Bowl. Although it's that, there's a difference in 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 that situation uh, because for so long, you know, Alabama was the big brother, if you will, and Auburn was the was the little brother, and and so there was and and there was it, there was an imbalance there. I don't know. I don't know how it is in Jacksonville. I've actually never covered that game. Uh, one of the few that I haven't, but uh, you know there was an imbalance because Alabama did play after you know after the seventies. Alabama played home games in Legion Field, and Auburn didn't, except for that game. And so there there were a, it wasn't quite a fifty fifty split. It was a little more Alabama Auburn, but that's but that needed to be on campus. And we've seen the success of that game on campus. This game needs to be on campus for both teams. And I'll give you one example. Florida, I think, only has. I mean, we're on the last weekend. We're in the last week of October. Florida only has one home game left. Yeah, I mean, because that's because that's that game throws off everything on your schedule. The number of home games you have, uh, the distance between home games, uh, you know, it's just it, it's just a weird deal. And yes, Jacksonville's uh, naturally has done everything possible, or most everything possible, to try to keep that game because it's very lucrative to the city. But I don't think it's in the best interest of either program to play that game in Jacksonville any longer. Uh, and look, Athens is a great setting. Gainesville is a great setting. There's just It's just different when you have a home game. I'm surprised it's been there. It's still there uh, as long as it's been. And I, I would be surprised if, I don't know, five years from now, ten years from now, they're still playing that game in Jacksonville. Okay. Uh, Kevin, it's one thing to, to sign these number one recruiting classes now with the NIL. 
these guys getting a lot of upfront money. And then there's another thing handling them. Uh, Jimbo Fisher right now is getting an F right now in handling uh, his team. One in three, the only conference game they've won is the uh, field goal that Arkansas hit the upright, and they should be 0-4 uh, right now in uh, the SEC. Uh, what's going on in College Station? I don't think they know. I don't think they have any. <laughs> they clearly don't have any answers, do they? No. And, and the problem, and here's the the real problem, and I think we've discussed this before, is the problem is on the side of the ball that Jimbo is supposed to be uh, most well-versed in, and that's on offense. They can't score 30 points. They can't get to 30. They, they, they have all kinds of issues at the quarterback position, and he's supposed to be a quarterback whisperer. He was at one time. That has not been true for some time. So, when you, again, and there's a major issue with him is will he continue to call the plays? Will he continue to run the offense? Or will he swallow his pride and allow someone and hire someone who is who that is their entire job? That's what their role is at offense and call the plays on game day. Will is he willing to do that? Is he willing to make that career adjustment? Uh, because this is not a one year problem. He's in his fifth year in College Station. If you were in your fifth year at a lot of other places in the SEC and you were struggling the way they're struggling, particularly on his side of the ball, there would be people calling for your head. They, they, they can't, almost can't do that because of the $85 million buyout and that ridiculous contract they gave him in the first place to hire him. And then a year ago, because they didn't want LSU to, to get him, they, they sweetened the pot even more. Mm. This, is, this, is just, this is the most glaring example of the absolute folly of a 10-year contract, a 12-year contract, a $9 million a year contract, a $10 million contract for that length. It's absolutely ridiculous. <clears throat> and, and, and A&M's paying for it. And they're going to uh, pay yeah. for it for some time. Yeah. You I would imagine that the bank, however else you want to measure it. Yeah, I would imagine that the athletic director at Clemson, who uh, stayed with Dabo after four straight losses, to South Carolina after they had moved him in and fired somebody fired somebody and moved him in and lost four straight times and didn't do anything about it is remarkable to me. Uh, <laughs> I, I texted Abbo when when they won the other day and and uh, but to me that was nobody ever talks about it but it's it's one of the most remarkable things. Somebody ought to interview him as to why he did it. He said he did it. To start off with, because of, uh, when he first moved Dabo in there, because the players came by to visit with him all the time, and he watched that, and he wanted to make a change, so he made it in-house. But to but to get beat by your in-state rival in four straight times and still keep him is quite amazing, I think. Yeah, that was yeah, Dab and Dabo talks about that. You know that That's when I've covered the Alabama Clemson, you know, know playoff that. games, national championship games. Terry Don Phillips was the AD. Yeah. yeah, he deserves a ton of credit because, in addition, Wimp, what makes it even more amazing, Dabo didn't have any track record of success as a head coach. No, no. you know, Jimbo, Jimbo still has a national championship on his resume. He has t another playoff appearance on his resume that when they went back to back, uh, well, they won the last BCS championship when they beat Auburn and they played in the first playoff and got destroyed by Oregon uh, in the semifinals. But he has he has accomplishment as a head coach on his resume. 
Jim Dabo didn't have that. Dabo didn't even have he didn't even have coordinator experience when they made him the head coach. So Terry Don Phillips saw something in Dabo, and, and clearly he was uh, he was one of that's one of the smartest see, yeah. decisions an AD's ever made. Yeah, you can see something in somebody, but after about the third year, you don't see it quite as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, uh, yeah, your vision gets a yeah, your vision yeah. gets a little shaky at that point. Yeah. All right, Kevin, this is the last question, and then we got to get out. Because uh, you know media more than I do. Have we gotten to the point now in like ESPN with like Stephen A. Smith? Uh, these uh, guys, I watch that camp loud. To where they just they come up with a topic and they already decide beforehand. Hey, you take this side, and I'm going to take this side, and we're going to argue about it. Uh, and scream about it for five to ten minutes, and then we'll move on. Is that kind of what we've gotten to now in the in the in that sales? You've I always guess. had it. I guess that sales. He's making more money. I guess he's laughing his way all the way to the bank. Is that what sales, Kevin? Now, I I wonder. I you know it must. I mean, look. You know whether you like him or not, people know who Stephen A. Smith is. They talk about Stephen A. Smith. Um, you know, there was an uh, individual in this state who made his reputation in that way uh, by saying things that people would react to, yeah. uh, pro or con, and and so that get that sells. It you know the worst thing you can be is is boring or irrelevant or nobody cares what you think, and you can say you don't care what Stephen A. Smith thinks, but you seem to know what he thinks. Whether it's because you're bombarded with it on on ESPN or social media, the follow up on social media, uh, I, I'm I'm like you guys. I I can't tell you the last time I watched a show that Stephen A. Smith is on. Yeah. Not just not just him individually. That that a whole idea. The remember the phrase embrace debate. Yeah. I think that was the 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 you know the the theory behind it. That this is what people do. This is what fans do, and this is what we do. I mean, we do have discussions, but we have discussions. Not like when you say something, you don't say it to make people mad. When I say something, even though I know it will make people mad, I don't say it for that purpose. Right. I say it because I believe it. And I may not, I may be right. I may be wrong. And I may change my opinion later, but I'm not saying it to rile you up. And I never wrote a column intentionally just to make people mad. You know, even though I knew it would do that, I didn't do it for that purpose. I did it because I'm trying to be honest. I'm trying to be honest on what I think, you know, at that yeah. time, but I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of that genre. Uh, and I'm not a fan of, and, and again, you, to go back not you know, to Pat McAfee, I think he's a sideshow rodeo clown. I, I don't, you know, and if he's the guy they're grooming to take over for Lee Corso, that's that's just a really sad commentary on where that show is going. Yeah, I just, I, yeah, I just, it's terrible. And uh, but then the younger people love it, so I guess they're appealing to. The, I guess they love it. Younger people don't even watch. Yeah, it. we. I guess, I, was gonna, I guess we're the I guess we're the uh, get off my lawn guys when it comes to that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, to be watching a guy jump off a boat into the Tennessee River before the Tennessee Alabama game, that's that's not informative. That's not entertaining. It's it's a like I said, it's a sideshow. Yeah. <laughs> look at me. Yeah, look at me. That, right. That's what it, it's a great big neon look at me sign is what it is. Yeah. All right. Uh, good stuff today. Uh, we don't always agree, but uh, that we do ask. We want your opinion, and sometimes. Everything's different. That's all right. Uh, but you're not doing it. To oh, I got one for Barry. Right? That's the uh -oh. top of the show. Uh -oh. We're going to really stir it up. Uh -oh. yeah. okay. uh -oh. Now, Kevin, uh, my mother hates it when Dad and I fight. It happens often. We fight on this show, and she gets uncomfortable. But the people mm -hmm. love it. She hates it. Yes. Uh, can you imagine that? <laughs> 
Oh yeah, Aiden or Aiden or Joe have called me before. You know, before my segment, they'd say, "Oh, the, the guys are at, they're fired up today. They're at, they're at it. They, what, you know, they're at each other's throats. It should be fun. It should be all right. We, we, we get on this show and we announce the sports, and it says, and Alabama has the Alabama game uh, has been decided. It's when they're going to play. But they never tell anybody when they go play. Yeah, but that's I, I question them on that as well. But they that, they want you to go to the website to read it. That's, oh, that's those are teases. Yeah, what that one? That's just stupid. Yeah, yeah. It's stupid. Yes. Yeah, Aiden, y'all didn't hey, fix that hey. too. Hey, is, is, is there a, is there a father and son out there that don't occasionally disagree uh, yeah. and passionately? Mike, you should hear the conversations between me and my nineteen year old son. Holy cow! Yes, nice. I mean, those those things are pretty uh, not entertaining in the moment. They can get pretty passionate. No doubt. Yeah. All right, Kevin. Uh, tell back, Kevin. tell me about, real quick about your stuff before we get out. Oh yeah, yeah. Read read me twice a week, Sundays and Thursdays at the Lead. It's Birmingham Lead L E D E dot com. It's a subscription publication, but I think you'll like the good content every single day. And then go to coachsafely.org. Uh, if you're a coach, make sure you're, you're uh, trained. Make sure you've taken the course. It's a state law. It's the right thing to do. Keep those kids safe. And if you're a parent, go there. Check out the certified coaches roster and see if your children's coaches have been trained. It's good for everybody. It keeps those kids in the game. That's what we all want. All right. Thanks, Kevin. Thank you, guys. Have a great week. All right. Uh, yeah. Thank you. I mean, so if – they would have suspended Jermaine Burton for a half or one game. People still uh, only a half, only one game. I mean, people. First of all, the video is not even that clear. I don't know. Uh, stay off the field. Keep your butt in the stands, and you won't get your, you won't get your hair touched. Hey, Alabama one, go to www.alabama1.org. Get more truck for your buck. This will end on Monday, Aiden. So rates as low as 1.99% extended loan terms up to $250 cash back. No payment for two months, 60 days. Go to www.alabama1.org. Also, I want to thank Pressure Treated Pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have a yellow tag on it, then you don't want it. Phone lines will be open. No guests the second hour, so we'd love to have your phone calls. We can discuss all these topics. Supposed to have a recording on it. 205-342-9904. You're listening to 100.9 SC Home of Alabama Sports. Don't miss a play at the Sportsbook at Pearl River Resort. Your front row seat to all the action. Place bets on all professional and most college sports. Let me tell you something. They're located in Tuscaloosa, but they've been doing business. They're great attorneys, three really outstanding attorneys all over the country especially in the southeast and uh, a lot in Birmingham area. So if you have a problem with somebody on the highway, with kinfolks, somebody next door, whatever it might be, and Prince Clover and Hayes are the people for you to talk to, 345-1234. Easy number to remember with a 205 area code. They're the absolute best. They'll do a great job for you. No representation is made that the quality of services performed is greater than the quality of services performed by other lawyers. Hey, Nissan, how do you get to the top? Calculating. Proceed to 1959. Take a hard left in East Africa at the 71 Safari Rally. Fear right. Some of the storms could be severe. The high today, 79. Colder late tonight with the low at 50. Tomorrow, clearing with a high at 68. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 67 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 traffic. 
from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. No active wrecks. Traffic picking up around town. Minor congestion on US 43 at McFarland and Lurlane in Northport. University Boulevard slow at Alabama 216. Now, if you see other conditions, just give me a call. If it's time for a new vehicle, it's time for you to visit Townsend Nissan. They're your hometown dealer. Go see them. You'll save thousands. I'm Captain Ray. For more than 60 years, B-Dry owners have trusted B-Dry for waterproofing and foundation repair service. These are outstanding people. We've had them on our show for a long, long time. They're backed by the strongest lifetime warranty in the industry. You can call them at 946-3390. But if you want a dry basement, the B-Dry experts will design solutions that will solve your basement problem. They have these patented basement waterproofing and foundation repair products as well, and those products will go into effect to certainly keep that water from coming back in to your basement after they've dried it up. You have a 12-month interest of free financing, which is a good deal for you. I think that the customers who have been with B-Dry all these years, 60 years, are very satisfied with what B-Dry does for them. There's nothing more important in your home than a dry basement. With B-Dry, you have a lifetime warranty, a dry basement for life. Your floors one and two are not affected. Your basement is in good shape. So I would suggest that you give B-Dry a call. 60 years of service they put to everybody in this area. 205-946-3390. What QC Kinetics is doing for people here is nothing short of amazing. I'm talking real lasting relief from joint pain. Hey, it's Gary Harris. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in exciting new pain treatment. Feeding on the Tide 100.9 app. Inside the locker room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room. Presented by Dr. Pepper on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to the second hour of Inside the Locker Room. Whew. We survived that uh, first hour there. Aiden, Allstate Insurance Agent Andrew Kniffer. He's my agent. Let him become yours. Out at 4705 McFarland Boulevard, Suite 3 over in Northport. Make sure you got enough insurance. Don't pay more than you should. Let him look at it. Let him run the numbers for you. He did it for me, and he's done a great job. 205 722 Zero one. Make the switch today and tell him that Wimp and Barry sent you. All right, to the Andrew Kniffer hotline and get Tom into the show. Save the show, Tom. Save the really? show. Man, I tell you what, you are in trouble if you're asking me that. Good morning, <laughs> Barry. Good morning, Coach. Good morning. Uh, Scarbinski. He, uh, y'all brought up Stephen A. Smith. And he brought up his dad. And uh, he started saying that that uh, this uh, this personality from Alabama used to push uh, for clicks by writing negative stuff about Alabama and others. But, uh, you know, the thing about it is you will never find anybody on the south at AL.com that will come on the air and disagree with What's his name? Ever. And then he leads the pack. Can I have my job back at AL.com? Uh, yeah, well, are you going to agree with everything Feinbaum says? Yeah. Okay, you can get it back. And uh, so that's the deal. 
and 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 they're they're not they're not on and everybody running around here talking about Jermaine Burke. You're exactly right, Barry. It's stupid. It's <laughs> stupid. Some of the public comments on the from the national media. Yeah, and you know even our own station, which I get, they want. Even they and I talked about during the break. They want people to go read. So when right. you put something up there that's maybe negative about what somebody said, Pat McAvee said about Nick Saban, that sells. Or I don't know about sales, but it re it reads. People click it all day long, and I don't know that. It just to me, I don't like that kind of. But I, I get it. I get why people. Uh, do it. Um, well, I think it's it's a desperation on the part of uh, uh, media uh, people that provide. You know, whether yeah. it be electronic or whether it be uh, newspaper, it doesn't matter what it is. Everybody has that formula. And I was talking to Aiden too, and Aiden was giving me the numbers that uh, he was getting from some articles that he wrote, and it, it's unreal. And and to me. What Aiden was telling me is there's an appetite. It's not mine, but there's an appetite out there for it. Yeah. And I, you know. That's, that, that's sick. But I, I like what Kevin said. Like, Dad and I will, I mean, like, we don't ever say, hey, you, I tell you what, you take this side and I'll take it. Like, we genuinely right, right. feel like we feel about our side. When I ask Kevin a question, uh, he gives us what well, he, he's not trying to, his answer is his answer is what he really believes. See, I don't think some of these people that get on TV and debate the state, I don't think they really believe what they're arguing. I think they just do no. it just for the, because, uh, that's the thing to do. If you really believe it and have some real, I mean, real passion about it, then okay. Uh, and that's what I, that's what I'd rather see than just to go well, ahead and decide I, I before you hit. You've hit on something interesting about you take this point, I'll take this point. Yeah. And it's scripted. It's yeah. scripted. Yeah. And, 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 but for many, many years, uh, new, it started out in the news industry. And I'll go back to this. And I, with the, for the uh, danger of being redundant, it started with this Bernstein and Woodward at Watergate. They wrote a pack of lies and they got a lot of attention and people, you know, they were so thirsty for gossip. They just couldn't wait for the Washington Times to come out and see what what was the next article. And it was packed with inconsistencies, untruths, and so forth and so on. Well, after that, they got the notoriety. They spun that into a million-dollar book deal, right? Well, mm. that's the pattern. It doesn't matter what level you're talking about or anything else. I've got to create controversy uh Madonna, and uh, and I've got to get attention to sell what I'm selling uh, for my brand. And uh, so, therefore, it doesn't matter how I get there. It doesn't have to be true. It doesn't have to be ethical. It, I just got to get there. And and that's what goes on uh, with this media stuff, and I think you're exactly right. And I, I hate to say this, but I think people are kind of – don't realize it's scripted, uh, Tom. To be quite honest, that's they, they don't, scary. And, and it, but they don't like Aiden. I don't think I'm saying Aiden. Like I'm gonna break news on you guys right now. Hey, wrestling is fake. It's not real. That wrestling that they're doing is fake. It's it's already scripted about who's going to win. <laughs> you see, Tom. You see these people. Just don't you talk crap about Triple H? Pack these stadiums <laughs> to go watch wrestling. 
What does that tell us about society right there? Here's the scariest part of it all. Those people vote. (laughs) True. True. You're right. See you, Bear. See you. I think he's probably dropped the mic on that. Uh, that is, do you like this scripted stuff? Where no, it's ridiculous. I man, I know all, everything you say is true. Yeah, I just don't. I don't have to comment because y'all, you two were commenting, but the uh, everything both of you said is is correct. It's just it's, it's a scripted deal that, uh, and, and there's so many people who who. Um, they're the same kind of people that write into radio shows or to, to coaches about how bad they coach. They don't. They don't know anything. They, they, don't, they don't catch on to life. Uh, but you have to catch on to life sometimes, and, and uh, they don't. They don't catch on to the whole thing about life and what's happening with with life. Is you know, I could love to go through some opinions, but I'll leave it leave it alone. All right, we'll take this break. We uh, we'll open the phone lines. We also have Coach Saban met with the. Quarterback club, we got a five about five minutes of that. We'll play that uh, as well. But also take your phone calls, 205-342-9904. Royal Cleaners, uh, they want to make life easy for you. Everybody is extremely busy. About two parents working. You got uh, travel ball, not travel ball. You got uh, games at Kentuck. You got flag football. But you got to get the laundry done. So take it with you to work. Dial 205-391-391. 0034 or they'll come to your home pick up all the laundry get it cleaned up and deliver it right back you want to drop all three locations university boulevard bridge avenue northport or 4851 rice mine road they take great care of me let them do the same for you 205-391-0034 you listen to tie 100.9 it's your home of alabama sports Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good Tuesday morning. Walker County schools will close at noon today. That's due to the threat of severe weather this afternoon. A slight risk for damaging winds 60 miles per hour. Quarter-sized hail and a possible tornado or two has been issued by the Storm Prediction Center for all of West Alabama. That's between noon and about 5 or 6 p.m. today. A wind advisory will go into effect at 1 p.m. That will last until 9 tonight. Click TuscaloosaThread.com for more local news, sports, and weather coverage. It's free. Don Hartley. Tesco Media Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks. Traffic picking up around town. Minor congestion on US 43 at McFarland and Lur Lane in Northport. University Boulevard slow at Alabama 216. Now, if you see other conditions, just give me a call. If it's time for a new vehicle, it's time for you to visit towns of Nissan. They're your hometown dealer. Go see them. You'll save thousands. I'm Captain Ray. This week, Julio Jones' Kia Mazda kicks off Halloween weekend with a classic car show and trunk or treating for the kids this Saturday. The car show begins. Four coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking. Fencing, playsets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the internet, look at Yellowwood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's Yellowwood. 
Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Becoming windy at times later today. Increasingly cloudy showers and thunderstorms are likely this afternoon and this evening. Some of the storms could be severe. The high today, 79. Colder late tonight with the low at 50. Tomorrow clearing with a high at 68. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 68 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Mr. SEC Tournament Wimp Sanderson gives you his excellent analysis every weekday on Inside the Locker Room, right here on Tide 100.9. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. That, uh, one of our listeners uh, sent me a text, my guy Jason. And uh, I don't know if you can really answer this, but I, maybe I'll phrase it in a different way. I'll ask it the way he asked it, but I want to ask you something else as well. And he's talking about Bo Nix uh, now at Oregon, and he's playing really well. He played he played well at Auburn. Uh, he wasn't that consistent, but he he was having a nice career. Then he got hurt last year. Uh, if Bo Nix would have stayed at Auburn uh, this year, would they have won any more games than they've won now? Uh, Dad, if he, if he would have been there, in your opinion? No, um, not many. I, I think the offensive line at it, it, uh, Oregon has improved so much for him. I think their team, I think Dan's done a terrific job of really, after the Georgia game, of getting that team together and, and getting a better understanding. And offensive coordinator's done a good job. I, I don't know that, I don't know that uh, Bo Nix. The deal with Bo Nix was that his name was so big that you expected a wonder a wonder guy when he got there, and things uh, with everybody didn't didn't fall in place. And uh, there's a lot of frustration with um, with Gus, a lot of frustration with him with himself. You know, he went wideouts weren't doing well, and so. It, the frustration got to the point that behind the scenes he couldn't have. He just didn't. I don't want to use the word he couldn't handle. He was just disgusted with it. Uh, and then that leads me uh, to the transfer portal. I want to talk about three guys, and all three guys. There's a different story to tell. And so, if you started recruiting the transfer portal, or guys started to leave, I think you would take one of these stories and you'd tell it. And that is Bo Nix. I think Bo Nix has gone to, to Oregon, Dad, and he's completely helped himself. I, I don't know if he's an NFL player or not, but uh, his name right now is pretty hot. He's done well. He's playing, so he's got to love it there. I'm sure he'll have – then you could take a guy like Eli Ricks, who was doing really well at LSU, came to Alabama, could not, for whatever reason, of his own – uh, lack of effort in practice or whatever it is, and he couldn't find the field. And now he has finally found it, and we'll see what happens. And then you got a guy like Tyler Harrell. He was going to be a star at Louisville. He transfers. He didn't touch the field. He caught one ball. He's hardly played at all. So here's one guy goes. It's worked out perfect. One guy, another guy goes. Yeah. He, it's worked out now, maybe with Riggs, and you got another guy that goes and never gets off the bench. So, well, the word, the word, the word is you have to you have to have the ability to evaluate correctly, and you can't do that all the time. 
you evaluate a guy if you're if you're in the evaluation business and coaching and other other fields as well you can evaluate something you can decide if that guy can play for you and you're going to miss some and you're going to hit some correctly um we're going to have uh, Chris Hatcher on from Samford on Thursday at 7.30. And I talked to him last night about his team. They're playing really great. They've only lost one game. And I think he made the statement to me was that, you know, we lose kids because, you know, our kids are, you know, that somebody sees up something that they like them, so they get them. But we also get kids, and we've gotten kids, and it's helped us to get these kids. So the transfer, I'm saying all that to say to you that the transfer portal works both both ways. And individually, as Barry has mentioned, that works the same way. Um, people want to come to Alabama because they're winning. But just because they want to, and, and Alabama's picked the correct ones the majority of the time. But there are times that when they get there, Eli Ricks thinks, because they wallowed around at, at LSU in practice and didn't do a whole lot and didn't get himself ready to play. Now, now the coaching staff out there has a real bad habit of trying to play the right people. And so for all you people who call in and write in and, do, and start in on why this, why that, why that, they have they have the ability to understand it wouldn't be there. Uh, just like with one of the best things that ever happened yesterday, and not yesterday, Saturday, was Kurt, Kurt Herbstreit bragging on the defense coordinator at Alabama because that's right. And uh, these people who know nothing, who know zero, who are not at practice, give their opinions. And uh, the coaches try to get people that can play for them quickly. Sometimes they miss. Some, I don't know if the guy from Louisville is going to be any good when things go good or not. Right now he struggles a little bit. So sometimes they miss. Yeah, I would think in each one of those situations, the players got to look at, yeah, I'm going there to Alabama, but uh, wherever I go, I need to look at their depth chart. You know, because it ha- it's worked out different for all three of these different guys. Sure I, I heard right. uh, Jay Barker yesterday. He was talking about that they had the uh, Coach Stallings and the 92 team in um, on this weekend to honor those guys. And uh, he said they, you know, he said, when I played, 90% of the guys were from Alabama. Uh, yeah. You know, and he said, we are so close because – we lived over in Bryant Hall, and it was the football and the basketball guys. And we spent so much time together. He talked about how much they enjoyed uh, the weekend. He said they went to one of the players' house here. A bunch of them stayed up till 5 in the morning just, just talking. Yeah, I yeah, don't know if yeah. they get that now. Uh, these guys don't live together. They live all over the place. Uh, we bring in the national recruiting now. We're bringing kids from everywhere. Uh, so I'm not sure. Yeah, it's different. It's quite different. And, you know, the funny part about all this stuff is they, they and Beeves, uh, Stallings is a real close friend of mine. We've been friends for years. And they really give him a great standing ovation. When he was coaching, all they did was complain about him. You know, he's a nice guy, but can't coach. Nice guy, but he doesn't pass it enough. We can't, we can't win 6-3 to three when Steve Spurgers wins 66-10. That kind of thing, just on and on and on and on and on about him. But yes, he comes back, and and he and, the, and he rightly should. Should he's a, a good a good football coach and a good person. But it, it's just the way people think uh, when things happen. Uh, they they you know uh, the headline to this morning: uh, Belichick benches Mac Jones 
he, he, you know, he just changed quarterbacks because Max wasn't having a, a, a good back when having a real great, good day. He put Zappy in there and he tried it and he didn't put Mac back in because the score got out of hand because they couldn't defend anybody. So people, people, they just don't understand. Yeah, I think uh, these kids now, uh, you know, they they're living probably better than they ever have before. Uh, they got nicer places, Aiden. They're living all over the city. I think Bryce Younger actually lives out there by me. Uh, but I don't. I think they're missing something there. Like you know, Caroline uh, when she they all lived over in Tutwiler. They all lived together, and they de- developed bonds and friendships. And that's what happened over there at Bryant Hall. Man, those sure it did. those guys lived together. Now the rooms weren't great. They had to go outside to change your mind. They were so small, but those guys hung out together at night, and and they developed relationships that. Uh, and I don't know these. Teams well, do this stuff anymore without the and the coaches. Coaches could go and find them. The coaches could go and talk with, with them. And now this day and time, I, you go to over Department X, and they're over at Department Department Y, or they they've just moved, kept taking their stuff and moved down the hall. I mean, moved to another neighborhood. It, it's there's not a you know you you get them at you get them at practice and visit with them, but if things come up, you know it, it's 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 just not there's not a great player coach relationship as there used to be there still is one but there's not one like that used to be and certainly player player uh, changed a, a great deal and and it is uh jack crow has said on our show me many times um uh, how does your how is your team affected well it's affected number one by injury and it also can be affected by outside forces coming in and outside forces coming in means that uh Somebody has given somebody a bunch of money has been made public, and those parents or that other person are upset about it, and your team is is in disarray at certain positions. Uh, that that can affect your team, and so there there are all kind of ways that people don't understand that affect people. Don't, the mental part of the game is so important, and, I, and no, I'm not going to go through that thing, but it, it is so being ready to play and understanding, caring about your teammate. Is so important uh, in, in getting the getting the football to them on the pass or getting the basketball to them uh, on, on the pass for the shot. I heard uh, Greg McElroy and them talk about this yesterday about this particular team, and he says, and they kind of know they get the inside. This team doesn't have a dog on it. Like, uh, you know, like Rolando McLean, he's like, we were all scared to death of him. Like, he was a dog. Like, if we weren't playing well or practicing well, or a guy like Reuben Foster, these guys are a little bit, a little bit nuts, but they, they could get your attention. Uh, every team kind of needs a couple of crazy guys that, uh, that it means something to that if you're not doing your job, they will absolutely grab you up. And I, may agree i don't know i don't know at practice every day but do you sense that this team has some dogs some toughness some dogs that that will really rattle these guys when things aren't going well i don't know enough about the team to answer yeah, that I, I know that the big guy anderson guy is a terrific player i don't know that he's the guy that would grab you up when you're not playing well neither will bryce bryce is yeah. a phenomenal yeah. player yeah. but he's not yeah. a one of those yeah, kind of he's guys not a guy that's going to you know and anderson ain't not going to grab you up and say you two guys come over here we got to do this that and the other i don't know that i don't know the answer to that i just have the feeling at his press conference and i could be dead wrong i should not so i don't judge it 
I'm just saying because this is a radio show. I have no idea. But uh, he doesn't seem to be, to me, and I could be, somebody can call me and correct me, uh, a guy that would grab two or three of these teammates and shake them good and tell them, let's, let's play better. So I think, you know, Bryce is, uh, is Bryce just takes things in stride. Uh, you know, a lot of times you can't take things in stride. When things go bad, you, you, you know, you're pulling your hair out, you got your head down, you got your helmet off, you're disgusted on the sideline. But he, he just, he just sort of takes things in stride and, and, uh, he gives that, you know, he may not at times in his stomach, but he does, uh, outwardly. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know who that is on this team. We're not at practice. I don't see it on the field. A guy will just grab him up. Now I did see, I think it was, Maybe it was Hellums when they scored that last touchdown. Uh, there was a couple of defensive guys for Alabama that were getting after each other because they read something wrong there. That's that meant a lot to me there that they didn't want that freaking team to score. The fact that they did, they made a state defense. It meant something to them. Sure. Um, is well, it they had t- gone you know, they'd gone a week of trying to correct things and get the penalty stopped and they and 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 get the pass defense better and get you know and get. And get things straight, and then that showed that they, if, if State didn't score, that they they had accomplished some of that. Uh, interesting, as the coach said, that for these next two weeks, you know, they're going to work on themselves, get themselves cleaned up, uh, improve on the things that they're doing wrong, which meant was the, the heck with LSU right now for this week. Uh, we'll we'll take care of the LSU at the end of the week or the first part of next week since we got a since we got a bye week. Yeah, all right. Uh... Take this break. We'll hear Coach Saban. We get back two zero five three four two nine nine zero four. I got out on a little tangent about that. Uh, Aiden, let's tell them about B Dry. Go to BeeDryAlabama dot com. For more than sixty years, B Dry owners have trusted B Dry for waterproofing and foundation repair service. These are outstanding people. We've had them on our show for a long, long time. They're backed by the strongest lifetime warranty in the industry. You can call them at nine four six three three nine zero. But if you want a dry basement, the B-Dry experts will design solutions that will solve your basement problem. They have these patented basement waterproofing and foundation repair products as well, and those products will go into effect to certainly keep that water from coming back in to your basement after they've dried it up. You have a 12-month interest of free financing, which is a good deal for you. I think that the customers who have been with B-Dry all these years, 60 years, are very satisfied with what B-Dry does for them. There's nothing more important in your home than a dry basement. With B-Dry, you have a lifetime warranty, a dry basement for life. Your floors one and two are not affected. Your basement is in good shape. So I would suggest that you give B-Dry a call. 60 years of service they put to everybody in this area. 205-946-3390. This is a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 sports update. I'm Kim Rankin with your Tide Sports Update. The Alabama Crimson Tide football team remains at number six in this week's AP poll. The Alabama versus LSU kickoff time has been announced. The Alabama women's soccer team won the regular season SEC championship after its 2-0 victory against Florida on Sunday night. This has been a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 sports update. For more info on these stories and more, download the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9 traffic. 
from the towns of Nissan Traffic Center. No active wrecks. Traffic not too bad around the community. Now listen, we've got rain moving in, so just drive carefully. Turn your lights and wipers on. If you see conditions, give me a call. If it's time for a new vehicle, it's time for you to visit towns of Nissan. They're your hometown dealer. Go see them. You'll save thousands. I'm Captain Ray. Attention. Do you suffer from severe fried chicken-related cravings? If so, Kentucky Fried Chicken's $6 two-piece drum and thigh combo may be right for you. The combo contains... ...coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the Internet... Look at Yellowwood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's Yellowwood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Becoming windy at times later today. Increasingly cloudy showers and thunderstorms are likely this afternoon and this evening. Some of the storms could be severe. The high today, 79. Colder late tonight with a low at 50. Tomorrow clearing with a high at 68. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 68 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Never miss a moment of the action. Download the free Tide 100.9 app today. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. Wayne's Pest Control, serving over 100,000 customers across Alabama, Tennessee, and Mississippi since 1973. Now's a great time to get that lawn sprayed and all, get it all ready for the winter. Uh, you take care of your lawn in the winter, it'll take care of you in the spring and the summer by blooming, being beautiful. So give them, give them a call, 866-WAYNES-1. Also, you can get $60 off your initial Pest Control Service, 866-WAYNES-1. All right, we'll go ahead and play uh, Coach. He met uh, – Dad, are you – you didn't go to the quarterback club, did you, yesterday? No. Who's in the quarterback club? A bunch of rich people that uh, <laughs> think they know everything. Uh, and so Coach goes and sees the – Rich people on his off week. He's coaches a creature habit. He has his schedule laid out for the entire year, and uh, he knows exactly what he's going to be doing unless some emergency pops up. Here was uh, here's coach yesterday up in Birmingham at the quarterback club. Always glad to be here to the quarterback club. Uh, I think this organization does a lot to help kids and children's hospital and. We're always happy to, to be a part of it and um, look forward to it. So, but other than that, you know, we got a bye week, so that makes this possible. And obviously, want to focus on things that we need to improve and check out all the flaws that we have individually and collectively uh, and try to get it fixed and hope everybody's, you know, got a sense of urgency to do that. Questions? 
equating with this, this generation of, of players with the anxiety and everything? How do you guys, as coaches in your generation, remain with them? Well, you know, really what we try to do is get guys to focus on what's in front of them. You know, not get affected by external factors. Um, don't worry about what other people say or think or what's on ESPN or what the line of the game is because none of that stuff really matters. It just matters how you play. You know, how you play, playing on a winning team creates value for you. How you play personally creates value for you. So, you know, making it simple and just focus on what's in front of you, which is the next play. Uh, however long it lasts, everybody talks about six seconds. Most of them don't last that long. Uh, and then be able to focus on the next play. And if the last play didn't go very well, it can't affect the next play. And if it went well, that can't affect the next play either. So uh, that's how you get some kind of consistency in performance. And even, you know, when you get resistance, you got to have the poise to overcome it. So um, just focusing on what's in front of you, being where your feet are, trying to be positive. You know, everybody controls their choices. So what you let run through your mind, positive or negative, goes a long way to um, determining how you respond and how you react to things. And when you're worried about outcomes, you know, sometimes that puts a lot of negative thoughts in your mind rather than focusing on what you have to do on that particular play, which is could be very positive. Coach, is it the same formula for each for the bye weeks or do you tweak it year to year or how do you work it really? Well, I think, you know, you do quality control from offense, defense, special teams, as well as, you know, individual player sort of evaluations to, you know, find out what does this guy need to do? What do we need to do on offense? What do we need to do on defense? What do we need to improve on? Um, and some of it is relative to the games that you have coming up, but some of it's just relative to what you need to do better in terms of the fundamental things that you have to do to play winning football, whether it's individually or collectively as a unit. So uh, that changes from year to year. Uh, the players change from year to year. But the way we approach the bye week doesn't change, you know, administratively at least, how many times we practice, how long we practice, what we do in practice. gets uh, determined a little bit by what we need to do. On Saturday, we saw uh, Tyler Harrell make his first catch for you guys. What's the next step you'd like to see him take in his development? Yeah, well, um, you know, it's unfortunate that guy missed a lot of time because of an injury, but um, he is making a lot of progress. And he does offer something um, with his speed uh, that, you know, is always, you know, something that can benefit you on offense. So want him to continue to improve and hopefully we can create roles for him down the road here that's going to be effective for him and for us. You kind of, you kind of challenged your players and kind of said no, nobody's job safe after the, the Tennessee game. How do you think they responded to that? And what did you see from, you know, some, maybe some of the second thing there? Um, you know, I mean, that's kind of the... Nobody's entitled to a position. Nobody's entitled to going out and not performing well. That's kind of life, you know? I mean, nobody's ever going to have a job where somebody doesn't define a standard and an expectation for how you have to do a job. And if you don't do it, they usually try to get somebody else. So, um, I mean, that's just life. It's always that way. It's not just after one game or after a game that you lose or don't play well in. Uh, I think we're always evaluating that. Coach, you've, Last question. you've been able to watch so many players get to the next level and help develop them. Do you ever have a chance to really watch them on Sundays and then also with your quarterbacks and watching two overturn the field? What was that like? Watching the quarterbacks what? 
watching two of Return of the Field uh, last night. What was that like for you? And you were able to see that? Well, I, you know, I, I don't ever see our players play on Sunday. Um, I was happy to see Tua return to the field. Uh, usually today at lunch, um, I, I go through, a, Linda always has a, here's how everybody did. So she tells me this guy made this many tackles and got two sacks and this guy caught this many passes and this guy scored this many touchdowns and you know Derrick Henry had this many yards. So because Sunday is a all day work day for us. And um, so I, I don't get an opportunity to, to watch the players. All right, Coach, thank you. All right, thank you. Well, uh, it, was a, it was a deal without, the, without calling names. Uh, it was a deal that we're going to work on ourselves and we're going to work on our opponents to some degree this first week. So the whole thing based on the questions that were asked, and first of them was no good, but the rest of them okay, uh, just simply – in general terms, but as far as is coming out, you know, maybe a little bit about the kid from from Louisville, but uh, generally speaking, it wasn't. Uh, we substituted this guy for this guy. This guy didn't play well, and so we put in so on. It, it, it doesn't work that way, and he's not. He is going to talk in general terms right now, because right now he's, you know, he's got a feel for his team that they got to get better. Yeah, I would. I would think. You know, of course, I wish they would have said, "Hey, what did?" Eli Ricks do to uh, get his opportunity was what somebody else didn't do or is he you know to find out why he played so much and then I think the bye week when they get here uh, the next two games are uh, very critical so they're gonna uh, try to have their best guys at each position now so they should know this team right Uh, and they are gonna take this week to get these guys healthy I don't think Bryce has been throwing much or at all uh, during the week they talked about all the Stuff that he does with his shoulder, twenty four hours a day. But that's more what this week's about. Find out who's going to be your guys in these yep. next two games and get these guys that are banged up healthy. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. You know, you talk about your team in general terms to the public. Behind the scenes, scenes you're trying to be darn sure that you're that uh, Bryce is getting himself well by by his thoughts as well as the doctor's thoughts. The both the combination because he's got to be in the in your wide outs have got to be work really hard in his off week to get themselves better routes. Um, uh, they either got good hands or bad hands. I don't know the answer to that whether how good or bad they are because they hadn't, hadn't caught many footballs. Some of them haven't. So I think it's a it's a combination week of yourself as well as as your opponent as you get towards the LSU game, which will be the second week. You'll you'll get into whatever things that you need to do, knowing it's going to be a, a kind of game uh, stand, in the stands-wise. It's going to be a game like the Tennessee and Texas games were. It's going to be that kind of game. It's going to be people on the field with paying another $100,000 to the SEC office if something were to happen and Alabama didn't win. Um, so it's that, that's that's the reality of this game so you have to and, and I think he made some substitutes they worked really hard on not on on pass defense they didn't get the penalties that they did against Tennessee regardless of whether you think it's the officials not the officials they didn't get those calls they were disgusted when they when Tennessee when the state scored in the last play of the game so you know he did a good job of getting their attention as quick as he possibly could against a team that that probably wasn't going to beat you, but they could beat you if you weren't ready to play. Uh, they could beat you uh, 
Uh, they generally don't beat in Alabama, but they could uh, at times beat you if you're not ready to play. Well, I would think this would be a week that uh, you could add some things as well. Uh, sure. It, yes, you're right. And you got to find another running back, Barry. I don't know where you find him, but he's well, they somewhere. claim they got a lot of them over there. So, yeah. uh, But I think you add some stuff, you tweak some stuff, you maybe line up in one formation and then add another play to it. Uh, so this is a week of uh, of growth there, uh, trying to clean up maybe what the young guys don't know. Uh, so this is a humongous week for Alabama uh, in, or, in order to get ready for this stretch yeah. run. Uh, they're, playing, uh, you know, they're playing a team with a lot of confidence now, which their, their mode and their theme is that we're getting so much better. Talking about LSU, our new guys are catching on and that kind of thing. Once you win a game, you go through all the positive aspects. I right hear we're doing this, this, we're doing this, we're doing this, we're doing this, and they are improved. And it, it will be a tough game. And the quarterback has improved at LSU, so uh, there's no doubt about it. But it, you know, it, people don't understand that uh, that the other team that you play is good too. Other team that you play has the same number of scholarships. They've got a good coaching staff. They've recruited well. Uh, their guys are, are mentally ready to play because you're Alabama, and because you want to get. You know, that's the reason when you're number one, they just come after you even harder. Um, so it. But right now, Alabama's still in the forefront as far as the West is concerned. And uh, all they have to do is, and that's not easy, is, is, to, is to win the games they're supposed to win, the old misses and the LSUs coming up and, and and finish it out off at the end. So it, it's um, it, it two big back-to-back games for Alabama. All right, we'll take this break, come back, and wrap up the show. You listen to Ty 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Crimson Tide Today is brought to you by Tuscaloosa Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram, and Pearl River Resort. Coming up, Coming up. on The Game with Ryan Fowler. Coming up on the Tuesday edition of The Game, we're going to continue our conversation. Alabama handing out some midseason grades. Mike Dettelier joins us all starting at 2 o'clock here on The Game on Tide 100.9. The home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. The longest-running sports program in Tuscaloosa. The game with Ryan Fowler. Weekdays from 2 to 6 p.m. on Tide 100.9. And streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks, traffic not too bad around the community. Now listen, we've got rain moving in, so just drive carefully, turn your lights and wipers on. If you see conditions, give me a call. If it's time for a new vehicle, it's time for you to visit towns of Nissan. They're your hometown dealer. Go see them, you'll save thousands. I'm Captain Ray. Ask Big. Have you seen our artisan-created diamonds? If you've been in a room with one, you can't miss it. Tom Osmond from Fincher and Osmond. I sold the farm to take my woman where she longed to be. We left our kin and all our friends back there in Tennessee. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. I, we talked about the 92 team, Dad, and uh, you know, a lot of kids now not Alabama doesn't recruit the state as near as much as they used to because they can go uh, to other states and 
get great players as well. You think sometimes that maybe can hurt your evaluation a little bit. You're going further away. You don't know quite as much. Are these guys just so good that it's, that you don't miss much when you're recruiting like Alabama? But they seem to be going further and further away to get their guys. Well, they just they they've got a national recruiting ploy that that, that they work on. They're organized that way. Coach Bryant was not organized that way. Coach Bryant came in to feel that, that uh, if he got the best players in the state of Alabama, he could win the SEC. And basically he did. There were players that they, they weren't. When, he, when his coaches went out and when they had their meetings with Clem Griska, who was in charge of recruiting back when I was there, they went out with their territory of Mobile, um, um, Mississippi, wherever their territory was, and they knew every player that was there. Uh, they didn't go down as much to Miami, for example, as we as we found out yesterday from whoever was on the, that, uh, you know, uh, from Max, who said there was so many prospects in, in Miami, you couldn't check them with a stick. They, they, they went down there and tried, maybe occasionally they had somebody that looked at Miami or looked at somebody that he, they thought they may have a, have a chance. They didn't go down there and spend days at Miami trying to recruit people. They, they looked at people, few people, but, uh, they were basically in, in territories or areas that they that they knew about and that were close to Alabama in in, in the general area of the Mississippi's Georgia, uh, Florida, and Tennessee, but not to the point that they went really really national. Does the tradition of Alabama does it mean as much to these guys that are coming from far away? Is it more like? I know it's Nick Saban. He's putting these guys in the pros. I'm going there more for that than the tradition of Alabama. Well, I think that's part of it. Yes, but part of it. If, you know, if if I can, if I'm the assistant coach and I can convince you that Joe Blow came into our place and the money he made, and also uh, now, um, you know, we can work out some we can work out some NIL money for you. We don't need to talk about this much, but we can. And uh, that's that's one thing. It's entered into it along with what you have said. Um, their abilities to move on to the pros it is a factor as well, and if you if you've done a good job of selling that kid on that, just look at this, look at that. Um, you know, we got a high school trophy, those kinds of things, then it it certainly it certainly pays off for you. So right. Alabama's had quarterbacks because they because Nick Saban's been smart enough to hire coaches who could bring him quarterbacks like Bryce Young. He, he he those co- those coaches have brought to a, the coaches that have he has hired have gotten these guys to come to Alabama. Yep. All right, that's it for today's show. We'll get out of here. We'll make way for the Gary Harris show. Remember Alabama One for all your different products and services. Go to www.alabamaone.org. They got the great vehicle special going on. I've got my mortgage with them. I've got my credit card as well. The people or what make Alabama one special. So get by any one of the local branches or start the process. Go to www.alabamaone.org. Aiden, appreciate you this morning. Guys, keep it locked in. You listen to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Have a great day, everybody.
listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.